Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you've got your coffee because it's time for our brand new morning show for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources here at Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, professional guinea pig herder. (laughs) Joining me today and this whole week is Luke Filippiak, one of a handful of official Love Thy Nerd staff members and our IRL events coordinator, mainly in charge of our missions trips to conventions and also heading up the team this year year for our first ever Nerd Culture Ministry Summit. He also streams on Twitch as Frostbite4, or IV. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Luke. How are you today? Hello, happy to be here. I am doing very well, actually. (laughs) So one thing which um, I'll admit is mostly my fault is that despite us working together for probably a little over a year now, or more than, maybe more than a year, a while. Yeah, give or take. I don't really know too much about you beyond surface level stuff. I don't uh, know. Perhaps you. I kept it that way. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps that was the plan. Uh, I don't know your history. I don't know your faith journey. I don't know what really motivates you in your life. And uh, I am attempting to remedy this uh, this week as myself and all of our listeners get to know the real Luke. You down for that? Sure. The short answer is coffee. There it is. What what motivates me? Coffee. (laughs) Well, today I do want to start with some basic questions. So basic level question that we used to all ask in chat rooms is, uh, you know, location based. So where did you grow up? Yeah. Um, Starting off with the the complicated questions. Um, I kind of, I, I moved all over the place as a kid. We we were never in, I never remembered a house that we lasted longer than like two or three years maybe. Uh, but I was born in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I lived for about like the first 11 years of my life. I lived in Wisconsin. We were at a like a town in the middle of nowhere. Both my parents graduated from a college there and worked there for 15 years. And so that's where I spent the first 12 years of my life. And then around 11 or 12, I, me and my family moved out to the island of Guam, um, where I went to school from sixth grade till I graduated high school. What was that like? Warm. Uh, I mean, the move actually didn't rattle me as a kid. Um, I remember me and my brother being super stoked. Uh, We made friends pretty quickly, adjusted well. Um, And yeah, I loved it. That's where I consider myself like being from or like growing up. Yeah. Um, Even though it wasn't quite the majority of my life, like as a child. But yeah. That's pretty cool. Were you, were your family in military or was it just 
for other reasons. It was ministry probably. based, ministry so we based, weren't okay. missionaries, but um, through the college that they worked at, um, and um, like we had connections out there, and so like the camp, the uh, the camp administrator, the guy that ran the camps that at the college they worked at, he became the head pastor out at this church on the island of Guam. Um, and they, you know, kept tabs on one another and there was a need. Um, and he brought them out on, uh, like a, a missions trip. So they had a really bad storm, uh, a really bad typhoon blow through, ripped the school apart. And so our Ooh. church at the time sent out a team. My parents were on that team and little did they know they were being scouted, <laughs> uh, uh, just to see if they'd be a good fit out there. And they were offered jobs. And yeah, we moved out there. They, my dad was like head of, um, like the one of the chief administrators, um, headed up a project where we built like a multi purpose building out there gym, classrooms, computer lab, uh, multi purpose rooms, stage for all the fine arts stuff. And so, uh, and then my mom worked in the office, which is where I spend a lot of time drinking their coffee. <laughs> I'm telling you, it all comes back to coffee. It all comes back to coffee. I, I just texted my wife because I don't quite remember because we haven't talked about it in over a decade. But I'm pretty sure she lived in Guam for a year. Oh, dang. It was either it looked like yeah. a year or two. It was either it was either she lived there or just her dad went okay. TDY there. But I don't quite remember. Okay. So I'm gonna military we're gonna, we're gonna related or military related. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm we're gonna circle back to that once yeah. I find out once she texts me back. So there's a there's a joke <laughs> on on Guam where it's just like. If you're white, people ask you, oh, do you go to this church or are you military? <laughs> Those are like the two options. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm used to being asked if I'm military or not. <laughs> um, what I mean, besides besides uh, the specific stuff that you just just laid out there, what was your childhood like growing up? Like, what were you into as a kid? Yeah, Uh I remember like being super young and watching the original Star Wars trilogy with my dad and yeah. like vividly I remember like scenes from it with my dad watching um eating Doritos on on our couch from the 90s <laughs> and uh <laughs> um yeah just being super into Star Wars I had like all the Star Wars toys I had that one like Millennium Falcon that like wasn't quite a transformer but it had like two pieces that like folded out and it was supposed to turn into a y-wing but it was like i don't know i i vividly remember that i had a ton of star wars lego so i was super into into star wars growing up uh and then i don't know like middle school early high school is when i got a gamecube and so that's when i kind of really got into nintendo um <laughs> playing zelda and all sorts of stuff i had a I had a game boy pretty early on too so i i played a lot of that stuff um i played a lot of the like like games like spin-offs of like current movies and you so like i mean you remember aladdin and like lion king stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, but then moving on into like scooby-doo and like all this stuff like so none of the like triple a games that were coming out at the time i was just playing that all lion these king like, game man like terrible like spin-offs from movies and stuff where the levels are super <laughs> hard yeah that lion king game was real real difficult uh aladdin was too as i recall yeah yeah I those ones one. specifically 
were very early on. They got, I don't want to say they got better because they didn't. <laughs> yeah, not the ones that are based on movies too much. Uh, but then, yeah, like into high school, me and my buddies were, were super into RuneScape. And so mm. played a lot of RuneScape. Um, so much so that our English class in high school, instead of us writing like reports on books we've read, um, our teacher gave us the op- like the option of um, doing video projects. And so, you know, like all the normal students would go home and like, you know, record with their little point and shoot cameras and do, you know, all that stuff. Me and my buddies would go home. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We probably put like over 100 hours into this project because we recorded <laughs> the whole thing in RuneScape, like acted it out, like screen capped it, acted it out. And then w- with our later ones, we would we would just rip all of the music off of like current movies and stuff. So that was super illegal. Um, but we would we would record voiceovers in a, our like our ministry, like the church school there. The school we went to had a radio station, like a local Christian radio station. And we would go there and we would pull in teachers and our friends and we would have them record the parts for our project. And so it was just this whole ordeal way over the top. We did like Scarlet Letter. We did Frankenstein's Monster. Wow. We did Beowulf. It was it was it was incredible. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know, like they were posted to YouTube, but they got taken down for copyright sure. infringement. Yeah, yeah, and, all yeah, of that. Yeah. and so it's just like <laughs> all of that work is just gone. <laughs> But yeah, that was me growing up. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's move into uh, your romantic life here. How did you meet your wife, Asia? Known as Asia the girl. Um, Asia the girl on Twitch. It is, yeah, yeah. on all the socials on the, the Twitch. Socials, yeah. Um. So I met her on Guam. Um. I I I remember. We both remember the day we met each other uh, because at the time uh, it was <clears> one summer. Um, she was working like the, the summer school program, like the, we called it cool school. So it was just like daycare (laughs) with a little bit of education in there. And she was helping volunteer. And I being the nerd that I was, was working it at the school, um, going around classroom to classroom, defragging all the computers (laughs) as one does. And, um, that's when, like Facebook had all the like you could add all the like widgets and things to your to your wall on Facebook and you would have like there was like the graffiti like widget that you could draw on each other's like wall. There was the like I don't remember that season of Facebook. I think I was still loyal. Oh to man, it was so then. early on. <laughs> if I could take anything back in time to like what it was, it would be Facebook because it was I literally thought you could only do that kind of stuff on MySpace. I don't remember that from Facebook. Yeah. I always saw Facebook was like trying real hard. Straight laced. (laughs) Zanga, all that stuff. Zanga. Zanga blogs. But so we met there. And so I brought up Facebook because you could have all this stuff on your wall. And like her and her friends were in there in this classroom working. Um, I like drew something on their like Facebook walls for them. Like some, I don't know, like terrible beach scene um and then like i remember drawing one for her and then like we just got talking hit it off and i mean the rest is history but yeah uh 
ever since high school. We've been high school sweethearts. So what's uh, what's married life like? How long have y'all been married? Seven years, yeah. uh, just a couple of months ago. Yep. Yeah. What makes your uh, what makes your marriage unique in your opinion? I mean, I, we're both super nerdy in our own ways, <laughs> and we both just like lean into that. <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier she streams on on Twitch as well as Asia the Girl, and so she's you know she's doing like puzzly like cozy games and then i'm on the other side of the house streaming like Fortnite and marvel snap and all this weird stuff <laughs> yeah uh, you're, the, you're the only couple that i'm aware of that has two completely separate full streaming spaces yeah set up in your house <laughs> and i even told her i'm like we like we could share a space like we'll build you a desk and all this stuff and she was like super adamant on like no i want my own space which oh yeah it makes sense which is it's fantastic and i'm you know i wasn't hurt by it she wasn't trying to like escape me or anything um but no she <laughs> she's got her own space i've got a space and we're like super thankful for it and uh, for a little while y'all were also set up in the kitchen right because she was doing those um yeah cook along i mean that was a constant things. like setup and tear down for her yeah um to do stuff in the kitchen and those were fun i did like those yeah she's wanting to get back to those and i'm wanting to do some stuff outside because i'm i've recently gotten to cooking as well like because of my blackstone if you follow me on twitter at all you'll know that i'm a blackstone fiend <laughs> um but i would love to do some streams out there too um, but cool. yeah, I'm just super thankful. Like she's, she's like just as into it, but in her own way, like, it's not just like, Oh, I'm into this thing that you do. We have a shared discord. Cause we had our, each of us had a discord and we're like, why are we doing this separately? We have like the same community. So we joined that. Uh, we tried to join our TikTok accounts, but then it just stayed the same. It was like Luke and Asia, but I just kept posting my stuff and then she would post to her TikTok, And so literally just today, I took it back. <laughs> I changed it back to my name, and I like released a video. Uh, um, so like, let's do this one more time, and it kind of did like a whole intro to myself again. So. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we're we're constantly learning and, and yeah. growing alongside each other, and it's been a huge blessing for sure. That's awesome, brother! And congrats on the seven years, man. Seven years ain't no Thank joke. You. No, I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> All right, so switching gears from marriage here, uh, what is something about you that most people don't know? Dude, I... Ooh. Or are you an open I book? I missed this question when I was reading these earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. And all I can think of is the latest um, Secret, Secret Wars episode, which, no spoilers, but there's like... <laughs> A question that is asked as that same thing. So, um, oh, dude, you secret and secret invasion. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah what yeah, did yeah. I call it? You said secret wars. Oh, it's but it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's the, yeah. The, I mean, that's yeah, the comic book. It. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, I know what question you're talking about though. <laughs> it's great. You guys should go watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like. I feel like I, I, you didn't know I was from Guam. I, I mean, I didn't, yeah, but do most people not know that? A lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot of people ask if we have doorbells. What? Or like just like random things on Guam. Like I'll tell them I'm oh, from Guam. Oh, in Guam. Like, <laughs> do, you, 
do you have like do you live in houses <laughs> do you have doorbells do you have a doorbell like, in your house what how close is that to the bahamas i was like not close <laughs> oh man okay what about, um, what about something that you're secretly into? just met me and they see my like board game collection behind me they're oh. like dude you've probably been collecting for a long time i didn't have any of this until I met Matt and Bubba like three years ago. <laughs> so your secret shame is so like, that you got really hyper fixated on buying board games in a short amount. Oh of time. man, I I liked you know Risk and 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 Monopoly and Catan was probably the like closest thing to where I'm at now. Yeah. And then I met Matt and Bubba, and they're like, "Do you play board games?" And I was like, "I play Catan," and they're like, "Okay, perfect. You should come over and play board games." And then, like, my first time playing like something outside of you know Hasbro um, was like on a Love Thy Nerd stream like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, so they, that was kind of my intro to board games and Love Thy Nerd. They infected you for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Hi, this is Mark from The Thoughtful Gamer, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Just when I thought I'd seen every possible permutation of the trick-taking card game, here comes Cat in the Box from Japanese designer Muneyuki Yokoushi, taking quantum mechanics, more specifically Schrodinger's cat, as inspiration. It's high concept, to be sure, but what a concept. As the hypothetical cat in the hypothetical box is in a state of uncertainty, neither alive nor dead, until we open the box, your cards are not part of any particular suit until you play them. That's right, you're dealt a hand of cards just like in any other trick-taking game like hearts or spades, but they're just numbers. When you play the card, you declare what suit it is and it becomes that suit. All of this information is tracked because you can't play a card that doesn't exist. That is, if someone's already played the red four earlier in the hand, when you play a four, red isn't available for you to choose. You score mainly through successfully predicting how many tricks you'll take, though perhaps more critically by avoiding a paradox, which is a situation where you have no legal play remaining. Causing a paradox will immediately end the hand and cause you to lose a handful of points. It's all very conceptual, and indeed the concept is the best part of Cat in the Box. Compared to other trick-taking games, the heuristics here are a touch simple, mostly relating to trying to avoid paradoxes. But you know what? That's alright with me. I'm happy something this creative exists. The Japanese board game scene has been producing quality games for years, and more, like Cat in the Box, should be getting printings for the Western audience. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer. You can find all of my board game reviews at thethoughtfulgamer.com. into the faith journey of luke are you up for it my friend oh i'm up for it i'm excited about this one well let's let's start about the day one uh how did you come to christ salvation yeah, story. So, yeah uh <laughs> great question i uh i grew up in a christian family 
Um, I grew up independent fundamentalist. And if you know what that is, you know what that is. Um, but I, yeah, I grew up just like going to Sunday school, going to summer camps, um, being in a, like a private Christian school. Um, so I was just constantly surrounded. I knew nothing else. Um, and I could tell you, I (laughs) prayed the prayer of salvation multiple times probably like once a summer at camp um <laughs> just want to keep rehabbing you know, it yeah as you do yeah you just you never could be too safe right because that's <laughs> biblical um and it wasn't until so yesterday we talked about um about me like moving out to guam um and how like i was super stoked to do that uh, but like, as we're packing up our house, we're literally like my dad bought, uh, I can't, I don't know how, like a 22 foot, like long container, like a shipping container, however long those are. Mm. Like he bought one and we were just like loading up our house in that, like shipping it overseas. Like we parked our minivan in that thing, like just shipped our entire life over. And I remember one evening just surrounded in boxes. Um, I started talking to my dad of like, why are we doing this again? Like, I think it's cool. I think islands are cool. We could go to the beach for Christmas. That's pretty cool. Uh, but like, but why? <laughs> and um, I mean, he was, you know, we were talking about the ministry, like why you know, he feels like we're being called out there. And uh, I remember that night, like after just hearing it over and over again, it just like actually clicking. And so right then and there um, in the year 2000, um prayed the prayer and it actually meant something to me and um like from then on it was like it was night and day um when we got out to guam and i immediately just started like volunteering and doing different things in the church (laughs) uh started you know helping with audio video stuff at a very young age and so um it was it was just it was cool it was an amazing experience and being able to just see that night and day difference, especially with like a move like that across the world. Yeah. Um, I got to pray the prayer twice. That's what I did. The first time, first time I I didn't mean it. Yeah. I was at a, uh, I guess it was a youth, like a youth event, but it was like in a big arena, like a big stadium kind of, you know, like a basketball stadium, whatever. Uh I still call it stadiums. I don't know. Um, so. <laughs> for basketball, I'm not thinking football, but I'm the, yeah, they're all stadiums. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and like, I felt that, like I felt the pull when yeah. they were doing like the altar call thing, you know, the overly emotional thing. But the fact that we were in a stadium screwed it up. Like I'm okay. feeling that pull and they're like, come on down and talk to one of our counselors. I'm like, okay. It took me 15 minutes to get there. And in that 15 minutes, I'm like, maybe I don't really feel this. Like the emotion part of it, like yeah. drained out. And I'm like, maybe it's just emotion that I'm feeling. And so I was already down there. And the person that happened to spot me as a counselor was my actual youth pastor. And so I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Well, guess I'm going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, went, through, went through the whole thing and then lied for Oh, three years, I think about just, yeah, I was stuck. I was stuck. And so I had to like, it was 2003, um, my junior year when that conviction finally hit me and it wasn't at a, 
wasn't at an event. It wasn't in an overly emotional state. It was just like, oh gosh, I've been putting this off for far too long and broke down in my own driveway and then had to tell my now, oh, now yeah. wife, then girlfriend of several years and pastor and everybody else. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's a lot of people is like do that you're, you feel so apologetic and and that's just like oh man I messed up but like in reality I I I bet everyone was just super stoked at that moment right. like no one was just like how dare you lie to me for three years yeah it was I didn't get any I didn't get any uh cross feedback from it it was yeah. all it was all good oh by the way yesterday i you had mentioned guam and you mentioned it again here yeah. and i had said i thought my wife might have lived there and no um she went to visit there many times her grandparents lived in guam for eight years so it wasn't even military related and it might have been ministry related yeah. because they were uh he was a pastor at least i know that um so yeah oh, I'm i knew there was guam intrigued. somewhere in the past i just couldn't remember what now all right. Uh, can you uh, can you tell All us up. since your since your salvation experience there? How has your faith changed over the years? I'm assuming uh, you're I'm not. A, I'm assuming you're not an independent fundamentalist anymore. No, not anymore. No, <laughs> just so last year. I, no, um, man, it was like I said. I grew up like that. You know, in the Baptist church for like all through high school and literally it wasn't until college i was like freshman year i was getting to know people on my dorm room or on like the dorm floor i was next door to my dorm and people were arguing like calvinism and arminianism <sighs> and i was just like bro i thought we were all christians here i'm so confused what That's are my, you talking that about? That was my least favorite like, era. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're just like, what are you? I'm like, a Christian? I, I thought? I don't know. What are you you what have to be one or the other. <clears throat> I'm yeah, not, I'm not so, either. Though. Okay, then you're a Molinist. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like college was just eye-opening. Uh, there was a lot of that, though. There was a lot of that like back and forth. And I kind of just scraped by because... Uh, the personally like i went i went to college to like work like they needed someone to run the av department and mm. i was there and just kind of just like gunning for it um my freshman year and that's like what i was doing and that was kind of i went to the same college my parents did so everyone knew me like this whole entire staff knew me the, like all my professors knew me uh because of my dad and they knew my dad, so they were like, if I was just not in class and they would see me, they're like, oh, were you working? And I'd be like, yeah, I was working. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Just catch up later. <laughs> and so it was just like I missed so much class uh, because I was working all the time and all of that. So I kind of like scraped by. I didn't, you know, join in on any of the arguments or the debates or anything, <laughs> and uh, which I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, but, yeah, like college was the first time where I'm like, there's a whole other world out there. Like I've, I've been in this bubble for so long. And so just ever since college, I've tried to have this mindset of just like, I don't know anything. <laughs> mm. um, I always have something to learn. And I think that like by God's grace has allowed me to just like learn and, uh, and be more accepting for 
you know, like when I come across something new. And so it's just like, can digital ministry work? Can digital discipleship work? Can like a digital church work and stuff like that? And so um, thankfully, you know, coming across new things like that, I'm, you know, I feel like I've been prepped and I've, I've come out of that being like, I'm not just, I'm not going to be quick to judge. I'm going to actually take time, hear you out and like do my own digging. Cause I think growing up independent fundamentalist, it was just like, I would ask questions like, well, why are we taught this? Well, that's what we were taught like by our elders. Well, well, why did they teach that? Well, that's what they were taught. And then it just keeps going back to like, it was just teaching, 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 and you were back to scripture. Yeah. And so now it's just like, let me challenge that by going to scripture and learning for myself and asking questions and doing all of that. And so that's, that's what's the, what's been the big change for me. And I think, I really think that's the, the right kind of mindset to have. Like I belong to a Southern Baptist church, but not Mm -hmm. every single thing that I have come to like learn or believe is 100% in line. It's just probably the closest in our area. And it's, it's, it's a better mindset to have to be open to where, you know, God's going to lead you. God's going to show you to do your own, you know, studying and, and all that with, you know, influences, of course, from people that have done this for years and, you know, um, done this as, you know, their, career and their, you know, their college seminary, all that kind of stuff. Influences are great. Um, but to just blindly accept doctrine from one denomination or the other, and then fight tooth and nail for it, even though you don't know why it's a thing that's far too common <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, does a disservice to, to many people uh, who are interested in the faith and mm-hmm. come to your church. <laughs> yeah. And being in such a like big space, like the digital space Mm -hmm. and like meeting other Christians, like we all have completely different views on certain things. And so it's like when I do come across someone that's just got a complete different idea, like I'm, I'm willing to entertain like a conversation, but at the end of the day, like sometimes I'm just like, dude, we could both be wrong. (laughs) Like, like neither one of us knows what we're talking about and we could get to those pearly gates and find out that we were both wrong and we're going to laugh it off and then go to our mansions. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the main thing, the main thing, everything yeah. else just doesn't, it's not For worth sure. fighting over. Yeah. Uh, so you've been working with love thy nerd beyond being in staff, but like for, for a while, um, like you said, you met Matt and Bub about three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So good, good amount of time here. How has working with LTN influenced your faith or your mission, you know, mindset? Oh, man. I mean, that's just one of those things where I'm like, I just kept an open mind and I was just ready to learn. Um, I never really looked at like the digital space or like a nerdy space as a mission field. And like we talk about it a lot where it's just like, oh, I'm going on a missions trip. And you automatically think like short term missions trip to Africa to help build houses or to South America to help build houses or something. And that was like my mindset. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was a part of several. So like being on Guam, I went to Japan. I went to a lot of the like Marianas Islands, the um, Micronesian Islands Hmm. um, and help 
build houses and like a church building and i'm pretty sure they're still standing today um but it's still like i would not i like really appreciate those like they're they have their space i'm not railing on them at all um i would not change those experiences for the world but yeah meeting matt and bubba being a part of ltn and seeing like hey you speak this language and we can send you into a space where every like where you can use that language to reach other people that are you know like have that's their native language as well as nerddom <laughs> um <laughs> it's just there's just something sweet about that and so um like we just got back from um a missions trip and being able to see others experience that for the first time like i experienced it for the first time was just so rewarding um and yeah like that just kind of like i said that having that open mind of just like i don't know anything <laughs> and i'm gonna take this for what it is and like do my own studying and be like dang this this is it this is the real deal it's fantastic so we've got a good balance it seems like of your your christian side and your nerdy side here um especially in these last few years have those two sides ever conflicted in you oh yeah i mean even just like the balance of like real life you know mm. like coinciding with my christian side and then my nerdy side so like fresh out of college um graduated and um destiny dropped for the first right. time ever yeah, yeah, yeah. And i downloaded it immediately because i'm like i like halo this is just um space wizard halo and i'm i'm probably gonna like it and sure enough i liked it so much that i i literally put 40 maybe more hours a week into that game um you have three characters on it and there's like raids and all sorts of stuff and the challenges you could do i like did everything i could every single week because it would reset every week you put in a um, I wanted 40 hour work I've... week <laughs> yeah. a full time oh, yeah. job <laughs> yeah I had a regular job like full time job working for the college I did that I had a relationship <laughs> like and Asia and I were dating at the time and that'll and I'll talk second, about that here in a second and the second full time um, job of <laughs> playing but like wow. man I I just when I got home also like me and my roommate at the time, we had our TVs side by side, like on two different like shelves, just side by side TVs, and then we had those like rocker gamer chairs Ooh, that yeah. like sat on the floor. Classic, yeah. And like we were just Destiny together. <laughs> um, and then like Asia would come over, she would wash our dishes because <laughs> we're slobs, <laughs> and do homework, and we're, I'm just there playing Destiny. And so um, that like really cut me off from relationships and mm. I was just I was like I was just focused on that and again going back to my kind of like history in the church of like I was taught like if you're distracted by something like that like it's a sin and you need to just burn it and you can't like give it away you can't sell it because you could cause someone else to stumble so you literally have to just throw everything away and destroy it because it's sinful <laughs> Um, and so I was just like, I got to get rid of this stuff. Cause like my relationship with Asia was struggling. My relationship with other people were struggling. Like I had no direction. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I was just like, this has to go. 
Uh, but then like Asia and some like other really close people, like my mentors, they're all like, you know, God is bigger than that. He can redeem the time. Like you can, he can take something that is hurting your relationships and he can take that and build relationships with it. And you need to figure out how to do that. And so, um, yeah, I, st I stopped playing as much as I did. <laughs> uh, but I also, that's when I recently discovered Twitch, like very early on, um, and YouTube and all of that stuff. So I started like trying to meet people by creating weekly videos and posting those on YouTube. If you do a deep dive, you could probably still find those, uh, when I still had hair and, um, <laughs> But yeah, it was just, that was kind of like the turning point for me to like stop just like solely diving into my nerdy side and like cutting myself off, which is, that that's what I wanted was that alone time. But instead, like using that to like meet new people. And then long story short, like I, I didn't get into Twitch. I didn't, you know, get super into YouTube until like later on again when COVID hit. And then that's when I started like, man, I'm, I'm hungry for that community again and started streaming. I met Matt and Bubba. I met all sorts of other Christians in the space and it like the rest is history. <laughs> and we, we all are, we are going to dive into your nerdy side and Twitch streaming and, and a little yeah. more, more with love thy nerd here, uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, but I think that's filled us in pretty well, uh, with your faith journey. Um, yeah. the destroying the things because you don't want to put it back yeah. onto the world that that seeped into my life as well. I used to have, yeah. this is the dumbest thing. I was a, <laughs> you know, when I was a teenager, I had all this music, all these CDs, none of which I think maybe one or two even had like curse words in it or anything like that. Uh, I had a lot of like instrumental music and all this stuff too. And like oh. someone just some, some. A uh, well-meaning adult in my church told all of us that we should cut up all of our non-Christian CDs. Yeah. And so I like, okay. And I did that and <laughs> to cut every single thing, things, none, none of almost like nine, 95% of which had yeah. nothing sinful about them. <laughs> yeah. All Dude, gone. Okay. Quick story, like just on music and stuff too. Again, my background, I couldn't listen to things with drums because those were of the world. Oh, we're goodness. supposed to be in the world and not of it. And so anything with drums was a no-go. But um, my friend, so I had, I had an iPod Nano that had like all this Christian music on it that I was allowed to listen to. And the Bible read by James Earl Jones was all on my iPod. Um, and then I had a PSP that had all of like my real music on it that I listened to. Uh, and then uh, my friend let me borrow a Switchfoot CD. Ooh. And that was in my sock drawer and my mom found it. And one day I came home and my dad was just like, he was like literally, I don't know how long he was waiting in the kitchen, but like he had to, I don't know. I just imagine him waiting there all night until I got home. <laughs> walked in and he hit like play on it and it was like the first song on oh i can't remember which cd it was but i was just like oh heck yeah i love this song like in my head i'm like oh wait why is this playing out loud <laughs> and, uh, but like he wasn't like i remember them that was kind of like the turning point for them too of just like here's me like thinking like i'm being rebellious by listening to stuff like that but then it was actually like that's a whole other story of how like god used that to like work in my parents lives to like hmm. again like go over like what we were just 
talking about of just like let's take this challenge and let's go to scripture and see what scripture yeah. says and yeah. just like oh this is what our church says and so he tells that story of just like how he's so thankful for me and being you know challenging to them and like in my brain i'm just like i was just being rebellious <laughs> this I was how i rebelled I listened to dare you and to move one other time <laughs> i was like listening to something on my um on my uh, iPod or something at the time. At this time, I did have other stuff on my iPod. But, like, somebody, like, one of my youth leaders was just like, what are you listening to? And I was just like, huh? And then he, like, pinned me against the wall. He's like, what are you listening to? I was like, what are you, are you allowed to do this? (laughs) But, like, man, music was crazy. Yeah. (sighs) I'm there with you, man. I I, I thought I had it strict when I was growing up Catholic, but... <laughs> those, those, those IFB churches. Was there was like an article that was published about Switchfoot, how they were like um a wolf in sheep's clothing or no, a sheep in wolf's clothing. Do you remember that? I don't remember that article, but that sounds correct yeah. in my head. Like and so, <laughs> yeah, they, the, that they, was used against me and like all sorts of stuff. It well, that crazy. shouldn't it shouldn't have been because if they're they're sheep in wolf's clothing, that means they're Christians who appeal to the world when they're putting Christian yes. messages into what yes. is seen as secular music, which is accurate. They don't really mention Jesus by name or God by name yeah. all that often. Yeah, uh, but they're lyrics are solid so i'm fine with it (laughs) hey can we cue that up on the radio they just came out they just came out with a re they just redid the entire beautiful letdown album like they re-recorded everything i'm pretty sure that's the cd that's that's a that was a banger front to back i loved every single track on that album week in nerd history july 3rd through the 9th On July 3rd, 1985, Back to the Future premiered in American theaters. This classic sci-fi comedy film follows the adventures of Marty McFly, a teenager who accidentally travels back in time to 1955 in a DeLorean car modified by his eccentric friend, Doc Brown. There, he meets his young parents and must ensure that they fall in love or else he will cease to exist. On July 3rd, 1991, Terminator 2 Judgment Day was released in the U.S. This sci-fi action film follows the mission of a reprogrammed Terminator to protect John Connor, the future leader of the human resistance, from a more advanced and deadly Terminator sent by Skynet, the rogue artificial intelligence. The film explores themes of fate, free will, and human nature. On July 3rd, 1996, Independence Day released in theaters. This sci-fi disaster film depicts the global response to an alien invasion on July 4th. The film follows a diverse group of characters, including a fighter pilot, a computer expert, and the President of the United States, as they try to stop the aliens from destroying humanity. The film features spectacular special effects and patriotic themes. On July 3rd, 2007, Transformers debuted in theaters. This sci-fi action film is based on the popular toy line and animated series. This film follows the war between two factions alien robots, the heroic Autobots, and the evil Decepticons, who can disguise themselves as vehicles and other objects. This film also stars Shia LaBeouf as Sam Witwicky, a teenager who gets caught up in the conflict and befriends the Autobot leader, Optimus Prime. On July 3rd, 2015, Codenames was released by Czech Games Edition. This party game was a hit among gamers and critics alike and won several awards and nominations. The game involves two teams of spies trying to identify their agents on a grid of words using one-word clues given by their spy masters. The game also features various modes and variants that added more challenge and fun 
into the gameplay. Nerd history. On July 3rd, 2020, a film version of the hit Broadway musical Hamilton was released on Disney+. The film features the original cast, including Lin-Manuel Miranda as Alexander Hamilton, and showcases the musical's blend of hip-hop, jazz, R&B, and Broadway styles. Hamilton tells the story of the American founding father and his role in the Revolutionary War in the early years of the nation. On July 6, 2016, the Pokemon Go app was released. This popular mobile game lets you catch and battle virtual creatures in the real world. You can explore different locations, join teams, and compete with other players. Pokemon Go is fun, addictive, and social. On July 7, 1996, Hulk Hogan shocked the wrestling world when he turned heel and joined the NWO at Bash at the Beach 1996. He betrayed his friends and fans by attacking Randy Savage and aligning with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Hogan's heel turn was one of the most memorable and influential moments in wrestling history. Finally, on July 7, 2015, Rocket League was first released. This fast-paced and exciting game combines soccer and race car driving. You can play online or offline, solo, or with friends, and customize your cars with various items and decals. Rocket League players can participate in competitive playlists to compete in ranked matches. These playlists allow players to earn a rank based on their skill rating, which is a measure of their skill in the game. For more nerdy facts about the topics we shared today, find our companion article for this week on lovethynerd.com. I'm Radio Matt, and I'll see you next time for more Nerd History. Today, I want to learn about just how deep nerdiness runs through his veins. Uh, are you ready, Luke? I'm so ready. You ready to prove yourself as a professional nerd? Oh, I didn't know I had to <laughs> prove myself. We'll see. Do we have a panel of judges? Am I judged by my, my peers? You're, you're always being judged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a simple question, uh, maybe a big question, I don't know, but simple at least. What are some things that you have like geeked out about over your whole life? You mentioned a few of them. I think day yeah. one, but go ahead and recap for people that might have missed it. Things that are just uh, for sure. Luke, these are the things that I love. All right. So, like I said a couple of days ago, from a very young age, I remember just being into Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, watching that with my dad, eating Doritos, and um, just the original trilogy. And then, like, all the, there were like a couple little spinoffs, like cartoons and that at the time. Um, but like having all the Lego like figures for that, collecting all those sets, um, having just weird, obscure, like star Wars toys and what have you, um, video games. I had a, my first console was a, like a handheld. It was the game boy pocket. It was the translucent purple. And if you ever see me with my Nintendo switch, I got one of those mod kits to do the translucent purple Joy-Cons. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so it kind of just as like a nod back to my <laughs> origins. And um, yeah, I had, had it like, you know, all the new Game Boys growing up. Um, what was your favorite I game would, on, on the pocket? Because that's, that's still original Game Boy games, right? That's still the full square yeah, size. Um, probably the, I think it was Super Mario Bros. 2 or yes. Super Mario Bros. World. Super Mario World. Super Mario Two. World. The one with Wario as the boss? No. Ah, oh, darn. That was my favorite. No. Six Golden No, coins. that's what I'm saying. There was like a second one, I think. And like, I played that. I played well, that. Was the second, have to look that up. was the second one. The first one was uh, just Super Mario. Oh, no, Land. Super Mario Land. Yeah, that, I think that was it. Two. 
I think that was it. Um, and I remember playing that like in the car, like at night, like leaning into the like the street light <laughs> trying to play. Did you have the um, weird uh, peripheral that could like magnify it and turn a light on eventually? Oh heck, yeah, yeah, I got that eventually. I had the worm light first, and then I got yeah oh, the like magnifying glass one. <laughs> um, but like I think one of my my favorite consoles was the Game Boy Advance SP. So it was the first one so that had a the, backlit screen. That was the like, folded, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on that, I had um, Advance Wars, and that was like my jam. And they finally made a remake of that for the Switch. And so I played that more than I've played Tears of the Kingdom. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> is, it a, is it a remake or is it, the, is it on the virtual console? No, it's a remake. They, so they made uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Oh, and, okay. And um, they delayed it for, like, so long because of, like, all the wars going on. And so they were trying to be respectful. Oh, and it just, sense. like, yeah. they pushed it back and back and back. And then they, like, they pushed it back so much they just canceled everyone's pre-orders. Oh. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get this now. But <laughs> I loved it so much I had to get it. So, um. Yeah, I was super into that. Um, growing up, uh, my first like console I plugged into a TV was the PlayStation 1. Actually, not even the PlayStation 1. It was just the PlayStation. The PlayStation 1, they like slimmed it down and like rounded the corners. But I had the like oh, OG right. PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just the original. I had this like Star Wars Street Fighter game that my dad threw away because of uh, Slave Leia. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to have that in the house. And... Um, but dude, yeah, that's kind of where my my gaming started. Had a GameCube. Um, that was the only one that, I didn't have. That was Nintendo. I did not have the GameCube. I switched dude. to Xbox for that generation. I didn't regret yeah, it. Yeah, see, so I didn't have an Xbox until the 360 in college because again, all Xbox had was shoot 'em up games, and I mm-hmm. couldn't have those. <laughs> Even though my youth group would put on Halo parties. <laughs> well, you're only shooting aliens then. Those are demons. That's what I Those are demons in disguise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I wasn't as lucky as Bubba in getting away with playing Diablo. Well, he was slaying demons. Yeah. Well, Bubba didn't really um, have anybody watching him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got away with oh, yeah, a lot so of I, stuff. I wasn't supposed to do at Bubba's house. <laughs> Well, that's what, so like, I would go to my friend's house and like play their Xboxes and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just, I was super into video games now, like still very much into it, have a PC now, all that good stuff. But, uh, into Marvel, everything Marvel. I love TV shows, like whether they're nerdy or considered nerdy or not. Um, Asian, I just finished the second season of The Bear. It's a Hulu original. I've heard about that. Is good crazy good yeah. if you can like if you don't mind a little bit of anxiety <laughs> um which i'm usually not a fan of i'm a very anxious person but mm-hmm. like i mean like you talk about shaky cam like dude they're just like running in and out of like this kitchen and doing all sorts of stuff and people are shouting and screaming at each other and it's just it's insane but it's like a 10 out of 10 show. Like, like even Rotten Tomatoes has it at like 100%. So. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've heard very minute things, but I need to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so. 
What uh, what what's been your favorite console that you've owned in your life? I mean, like, with set of games and everything, you know, like what was the, what was the best one? I I I probably got to say my 360. Really? I like just everything was on that, and that's kind of like what what just kind of like like I said when I went to college, I could do my own thing, and so I'm like I'm gonna buy an xbox 360 and i'm gonna buy halo and call of duty and play that because my mom can't stop me um and yeah like call of duty black ops playing zombies with people um like halo um halo 3 on that thing odst um Four, if you want to include that, even though it wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that must have been a pretty popular. I didn't because I, I jumped back to Nintendo after the Xbox, the first one. Okay. I can't say the Xbox One because that's not that system. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Xbox been confusing. Did you have, so you said you were on Xbox. Original Did you Xbox. play Black, the game Black? Black. The cover was literally just a bunch of like bullet shells and it said Black. Hold on, let me look at it. If I can see the, I'm cover, telling you I'll that remember. game was top tier, and it was it it did not last because it was overshadowed by Call of Duty and Halo. But like that game was top. I tier. recognize it. I have played yeah. it. I didn't own it, but I did play yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm remembering that. So not a lot of people remember it, but like I remember like it was yesterday playing the graveyard level where there's like a sniper up in the church steeple, mm-hmm. dude. I could uh, so many hours just trying to get through that sneak around Uh, and then fable fable was on the original Xbox oh that's right Uh, so what are some things that you're really into right now oh man you're still perhaps you've heard of this there's this little game called Marvel you're still running that Marvel snap I I, 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 it killed me I eventually (laughs) I just couldn't do it anymore I I was all in you give up? Oh, it was uh, at least a month ago. Okay. Yeah, like I just okay. like it's taking too much of my life. I couldn't do Dude, anything else. Uh, it's so you're totally fine. I have not been. I have not been that I'm addicted still, to a game in a long time. I'm still into it, man. Um, <laughs> this season, I hit infinite for I the saw. first time. Yeah. Um, and then I haven't gone infinite, so they just released the um the conquest mode. Which I'm not a huge fan of. It's fine. It could be better. Um, but I have a couple of infinite tickets, which is you have to win five, like, get, you have to beat five people in a row. Mm. So, like, a tiered thing. So, if you make it all the way to the end, you get a special infinity border around your, like, profile pick or whatever. Um, I really don't care about it. But, like, I just on stream the other day, like, got an infinity ticket for the first time and i'm just like oh great now i have to try and then i was just super anxious i didn't want to do it on stream so i'm like we're gonna play Fortnite instead <laughs> so that's the other thing i'm super into right now is Fortnite, and that's and really spent... one that's been going on for a long time how long have you yeah. been into it since the beginning or just recently no not at all so since the beginning of Fortnite, i ridiculed people for playing Fortnite. <laughs> what is this cartoon of a game come play halo or (laughs) call of duty or something and then i just was never into the building side of it and then recently they they made like a no build mode and i dabbled in it a little bit but then we started a young adult group at our church and then like just people in the lcn community and people in our community 
Like there's just so many people that play where I'm like, I'll try it out one season. And I was just hooked. Um, and I think the thing that got me was they, it's a different game every week. So it's like every week on like Monday or Tuesday, they'll like vault some weapons. They'll put some new weapons in. They'll add like a new item. They'll take out old items. They'll change part of the map. They'll add things. And it's like they do that on the regular, like week to week. Wow. And so it's just so fresh, so different. Like the movement, everything is so different week to week. And that just that's what pulls me back in. The last time I played it was before they started uh letting you remove the build um build option yeah and i i also did not like the build mechanic like it just i, I couldn't i couldn't i couldn't multitask I that well. i want to build i'm gonna go play <laughs> roblox or minecraft like i want to play a shooter because the gunplay in that game is very well done mm-hmm. and the movement and everything now uh, yeah it build is what makes Fortnite unique you take that out it's just like any other battle royale but that's what i like so <laughs> yeah yeah i agree um okay well let's jump into uh your twitch life here um sure. i'm gonna i'm gonna admit because it is frostbite four right it's roman numerals right. four yeah. Yeah. when i first saw your name for some reason it did uh-huh. not i did not think roman numerals i was thinking it was frostbite iv like you had frostbite going directly into your veins like you're that cold of a killer (laughs) i i kind of like that like i've never really explored that but if someone asks that's now my answer (laughs) (laughs) so why 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 that name why frost uh at all frost is kind of your shorthand online name but what made you choose frostbite as your online handle okay so this is probably this is going back to that the last question you asked on the first day of like, what do people not know about me? Here's my gamer tag before I was frostbite. Are you ready for this? I made it when I was in sixth grade. So go easy on me, but it was <laughs> little Jedi man. <laughs> so I still have my email. <laughs> I still have like, that's what my runescape account was. Um, and I didn't, create a new email and be like i gotta change this name until i open my first bank account in college <laughs> and they're like what's your email a <laughs> uh, little jedi man at uh, gmail or at hotmail whatever i had at the time and they're just like i'm not kidding the banker was just like you know you could just create a new email right i'm like oh man you're probably right i should <laughs> you know they're free right that's hilarious um, but yeah, so then, so around the time where I'm like, I'm going to redeem the time, like I want to be able to, to do this and like connect with people. Um, I don't want to connect people with people being known by that name. <laughs> and so I was just trying to think of something creative. Um, and it honestly came about because um, at the time, that's when like Dark Knight and all of that was like super popular. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be like Batman and take like something I hate or my fear and like turn it into my strength, like use it. And so like, I hate the cold. I absolutely hate the cold. Like give me like a hundred degree weather, like any day over really? below zero. Yeah. I do not. It's just, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to keep moving South. I will never <laughs> move back up North. Um, so that's where the frost comes. That's, that's me. That's my Batman side. <laughs> um, and then the bite 
is like B-Y-T-E. So it's, that's my techie side. You know, I grew up in IT. I grew up in the AV industry, um, all of that. And so that's my, that was like my nerdy techie side. And then the four, uh, me and my buddies from high school um, that all played RuneScape together, we all had that Roman numeral four because uh, we had a uh, one of our buddies. He was a um, our Chinese friend um, in China. Four is a very unlucky number, and so our thought was like, we're gonna bring all this bad luck to people, <laughs> like when we face them in the Call of Duty lobbies. And so that's <laughs> that's where that is. That literally just ties me to my my high school gamer buds. Wow. Okay. So you've been. You said you 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 learned about Twitch early on, uh, but how long? You said you okay. I'm remembering correctly. You joined at the beginning of uh, the COVID time. Is that right? Yeah. You started streaming. So then? in college or like fresh out of college, I was like watching YouTube videos on Destiny because that's what I was into. Um, and I I saw this guy's like videos like six hours long i'm like what on earth but i was like watching it because he was just like playing the game but then i noticed like very quickly he was like talking to someone and then there was a chat and i was just like i need to figure out what this is so i like looked at his bio like he's got a link to this thing called twitch i went over there i'm like i can watch people play this game live <laughs> and, like, it just like blew my mind yeah it's a pretty cool platform or the idea i know it's not the only platform that does that even youtube does it now but yeah but uh I had never experienced that either until getting involved with Love Thy Nerd, um, yeah. as they were setting up for the um, the first online LTN con in twenty twenty. Oh. I'm like, okay. well, how are they going to pull this off? And just seeing what this uh, platform was was pretty uh, oh. pretty entertaining. So, yeah. what's what what's your Twitch process like? Like, uh, how, how do you choose what you want to stream? Uh, What's what's something specific that you do that other Twitch streamers don't do, or maybe things that you've copied from other Twitch streamers and made your own? I mean, I I definitely try to do like what we do here at LTN with just like having quality content. I don't want my quality to be crappy. Like I don't want a really crappy looking camera, and like I don't want to um, just do anything halfway. And so I try to keep it like good quality i want someone to tune in and be able to hear me clearly and see me clearly in the game all of that um but outside of that i just try to like be inviting invite people in and um spark those conversations because uh, i want them to come back i want to build that relationship with people and people aren't going to stay if you know you're talking in a mcdonald's drive through microphone and, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know you've got that you know the your camera in a, a happy meal from the same trip to mcdonald's mm -hmm. um and so I, I think that's like one thing that i just strive to do um is have at least good quality like for people to watch and enjoy as far as like deciding what game i want to play it's literally just what i'm into yeah. um and if i were to give someone advice on like what they should play like play what you love because if you're not <laughs> Uh, and I've done this to myself. I've tried to suffer through a game that I did not like just to get through it on stream. And it, it shows <laughs> like yeah. people can tell that you're not enjoying something. And that goes back to not being good quality content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, when we um, <clears throat> er earlier on, I think there was a 
I think you, it was still when you were streaming with LTN like every day. Uh, I think there was a week that you were going to be gone or maybe you were sick or something. And so huh. all of us kind of split up the days yeah. that you're doing. And I'm like, well, I've people have been trying to get me to do um, Fable uh, for a while. Oh, yeah. And so I was going to try Fable on stream. And so I, I did that as one of my days. Is I, I played Fable for the first time brand new out of the box kind of thing and didn't even hadn't even pre-played it or anything to get a feel for it and i enjoyed it enough that day and uh -huh. i'm like oh, you know i might try and keep this up so i moved it to you know my night and at the time my channel and the second one i'm like you know what uh i don't think i'm into this <laughs> yeah i mean i can see i can see why this would be entertaining for a lot of people but this isn't sure. my uh this isn't my style but yeah, yeah. I, I felt that call of like you you said you were gonna keep playing it, so you should keep playing yeah. it. I'm like, mm. but do do people really want to watch me pretend that I'm enjoying yeah. the game? <laughs> yeah. So I've played I've played so many different things. Like I played I started I think like the first thing I ever streamed was Surviving Mars, which is one of my favorite like Sims like game that that I play. Uh, I went on to like um, Gears of War. <laughs> played that for a little bit. I played Halo. I played Apex. I, like today, I I stream mostly Marvel Snap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then some Fortnite here and there. But it's yeah. Um, play what you love. Focus on that, and you'll like you'll bring in people that also love that, and you'll have genuine conversations with them. Like, right. Because you both love that. <laughs> so if someone tuned into you playing Fable and they're asking all these questions like, oh, I love this game. Like, what do you think about this? And you're just like, ah, <laughs> I don't know the terminology. Um, so last question here for this uh, yeah. uh, on Twitch and, and on Professional Nerd uh, streaming here for today. What is the best thing and the worst thing about streaming on Twitch or streaming in general? I mean, the def the best thing is definitely the community mm -hmm. like tuning in playing something that you do love i've met a lot of people that are into marvel snap the past you know few months that like we have genuine conversations of like oh man i i think armor is such an underrated card like all you know like talking about different decks we use it in or, or like even you know i poke fun at like high evolutionary decks and like people that use that having no skill and it's all for fun but it's like <laughs> it, it like the community the the community around it like you know whether you agree with like my hot takes or not um people are genuinely there to just like chat about stuff that they love and that's just kind of like an open door like we're going to talk about this i believe tomorrow of just like going on mission like it's no different online where you're just like hey I speak the language of Marvel Snap right now and I can talk to you and I have this open door to like talk to you about this and then you're going to keep coming back because you want to hear more about that and then you want to hear more about me and I want to hear more about you and then the next thing you know like we're sharing life together <laughs> and so that's probably that's the best thing you know and it goes back to my journey of just like being able to redeem that time to like build those relationships like right. they take time yep worst thing is it's it takes a lot of time you know to like have a decent stream yeah, you don't want to stream like put less than two it. or three hours like when you do stream um and doing that on the regular like right now 
uh, I only stream twice a week. I would love to stream more, but as you said in all of the intros this week, uh, I do our mission strips and I'm helping with NCMS. Um, and it's a lot. And so maybe one day when I have a little bit less on my plate, I'll be able to add another stream or two. Um, and be able to dump more time into making those better quality. Cause like right now I'm kind of just keeping it afloat, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not like I'm, you know, raking in a ton of new viewers or anything, but it's not like it's going anywhere, like dying. And so I'm really thankful for it. Uh, but yeah, I take it's for those of you interested. It's not just hitting go live. You got to make TikTok content. You got to be on Twitter and just you got to have other avenues of content to be able to like bring in community. So, yeah. Hey fam, this is Hector Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So my friend Stephanie came to visit me at a big Comic-Con I was at last week. We hung out, we talked, we enjoyed nerdy things and good conversations. And then when it was time for her to go, I asked her if she wanted any Pokemon cards. I have free Pokemon cards to give away thanks to some cool people that donate them for me to give away at cons. And I was like, hey, do you want any Pokemon cards? And she's like, no, not unless you have a Raichu. And I said, I I might have a Raichu. Why? And she said, because Raichu gets no love. And we proceeded to then have a conversation about the fact that people focus on Pikachu so much that Raichu gets no love. And she wanted to get a Raichu card simply out of solidarity and support for the Pokemon that is discarded and unwanted because Pikachu's too cute. And I know that's a comical thing and it's a it's a silly thing, but the reality is it's kind of how we operate as people because we find the way that makes us most comfortable, the way that we feel most liked and adored by other people And as long as we can stay in that state, we really don't worry about growing. We don't worry about maturing. We don't worry about becoming not even a better, but a more complete version of ourselves. And that's the reality is that Raichu is the evolution of Pikachu. He's the next version. It's the, it's the growth stage. And for some of us, we've been Pikachuing it for a very long time. And we should be grateful for the people that actually want to see us grow. And it reminds me of this verse in Hebrews 10, 24, where it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. We should be intentionally thinking, caring, and considering how we can help the people in our lives grow and mature and become the best versions of themselves in God's plan and God's working and to be able to help them be able to do the good deeds God's designed them for and to love the way that God's called them to love. Sometimes we need to evolve and we need people to help us do that. If you'd like to learn more about faith and fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, 
podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. about Luke uh, the man uh, but today I want to learn about Luke the mission I have a few questions about his work as uh, a nerd culture missionary with love thy nerd so are you ready Luke I'm totally ready all right <clears throat> I think this will be uh, pretty enlightening for people that are a part of the love thy nerd community but not yeah. deeply a part of it to where they've been able to go places with us or, or see those you know, yeah. real the mission trips and the conventions and things like that. So, uh, I'm excited to have you share. You just returned actually from uh, an LTN mission trip to the Origins convention. Is it called a convention? Yes. It's just Origins. It's Origins Game Fair. Origins Game, but Fair. it is okay. very much a yeah. It's a convention. So, can you tell us uh, how how this convention went this year? Oh man, yeah it it went great. So this is kind of. I took on the role of being like head of missions for LTN this year. And mm -hmm. so we did, um, we did a couple smaller ones. We did, um, tantrum con, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, which is, Oh, I can't remember. I think they had upwards of like 500 people there. Um, but we took a small team there, um, to just like volunteer, teach games, uh, do different things like um, the game library, like help run that, help run uh, registration and what have you. Uh, but this one was like the first one where it was kind of like full fledged. We had a team of 10 people and um, we worked with several companies and publishers um, at the show. Um, some friends of ours at Game Toppers, um, which they make like tabletops that go on top of like folding tables or your dining room table that oh, have like, okay. big, like mats and like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's modular. So you can put like cup holders and like dice towers and like all sorts of bells and whistles, like along the edge. Uh, and then they just recently started making legs. And so they sell the full tables now. <laughs> um, but we worked with them. Uh, we worked with game found. And if you're familiar with just like the, like, kickstarting culture there's obviously kickstarter that has a lot of games go um get their uh like funding from that um but then there's game found that's just strictly board games and so we got to work with them demo a lot of like games that aren't quite out yet that were just recently funded or about to be funded or like just yeah recently hit the market um which was very cool and then we worked with a smaller company, a smaller uh, publisher just getting their start called Envy Born Games. And so uh, he's got a couple games out, uh, one of which is Mind Your Business, which is super fun. It's a fun two to four player game. Um, kind of, you know, easy to teach, easy to play, lots of fun. Um, but then he's got some other ones like in the pipeline that we got to see firsthand, which is he's got some cool stuff coming out. So we get to do stuff like that. We get to connect with these companies, publishers, in order to get our team in the booth. And we do that so we can love and serve them well, um, help them sell their product, um, help them sell like stock shelves, um, demo games for people. And we do that because 
if you've ever been in ministry, you know what it's like working with volunteers. <laughs> and sometimes volunteers are just warm bodies. We know that's not helpful at all. And so we want to plug in competent, excited, like well-rounded, well-informed volunteers that just go the extra mile every single time. And we do that to show the love of Jesus to, to people in the booth, to people who we're demoing for, like people coming up, um, crossing paths with us. When we're not volunteering like that, we're in, um, we're out on the show floor going booth to booth, sometimes buying way too many games. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also usually open gaming where we go sit down, play games with strangers, um, all in order to just build those relationships. And um, people will see us walking around with our Love Thy Nerd shirts, whether it's like they had an interaction with me previously or somebody else on the team, they see our shirt and they know like I could go talk to them. Like they're safe. Like I could talk to them and they'll listen to me. Um, and it's just a really cool, unique opportunity. So we did that at origins. It was great. We have Gen Con like a month out from now. So I'm doing post work from origins and pre work for uh, Gen Con right now, which is why I've been so busy. And uh, the the idea of being a volunteer that's uh, you know active and excited and and you know yeah you know going going the full the full mile instead of just being a warm body that's that's kind of paid off in the fact that a lot of these vendors actually yeah. call and ask for us if we're going to one of these uh, yeah. next next convention like Funko and things like that mm -hmm. Keymaster Games stuff like that they're yes. like we want we want you guys in our booth here yeah. are you going to be here which is a yep. really cool thing like that's, yeah, that's... so Funko <laughs> specifically we're working with them again for the third year in a row this will be our third year so like the second year that they've asked us specifically to come back yeah um, last year we, I think gave them, we supplied like eight to 10 volunteers in their booth. And this year they're like, can you double that? Really? <laughs> uh, and we're like, we could try. <laughs> and so sure enough, um, this year, Gen Con, um, the first weekend of August, we're taking 22 missionaries that includes like myself, Matt and Bubba. And then, um, 19 other missionaries that have like signed up are currently raising support. Um, so if you want to go to lovethiner.com slash, uh, outreach, uh, you can click on the Gen Con there, Gen Con tab and our whole team will be there. So you can pray for them. You can fund one of them. You could fund all of them if you wanted to, by all means. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're taking 22 people, um, and we're strictly going to be plugged into Funko. We're like outnumbering their staff, like three to one almost. Really? Um, yeah, they got, I mean, they, they got a decent team, but like Gen Con is a beast. It's yeah, upwards of 60,000 people. And so they have not only like a booth on the show floor, but they have like a separate room where they're just constantly running demos and selling games. And so they got a pretty big operation. Um, they're one of the sponsors, I believe, of Gen Con as well. And so that's fantastic. Um, and so that's yeah. lovethynerd.com slash outreach. And that's also where you could go if you are interested in maybe becoming uh, one of our nerd culture missionaries that go to these things, Correct. right? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So at the time this goes live, we should have like some of our shows for next year 
like already on the website just so you can kind of take a peek um but we're just at the origins we met a guy that puts on uh grand con in grand rapids michigan and he asked if we would come just have a presence there basically he's like you guys can come volunteer wear your shirts but he's like i love your ministry i love what you do and i just want you to be present and so uh we're gonna you know he invited us to that that's in september so we're gonna add that you know last minute because we're (laughs) crazy uh but i'm you know we're already making good progress on that we know people in the area i've got people by me that want to be involved and so we're making that happen later this year next year this is a little insider information um we really want to work towards going to essen um and that's in germany and that's the thing that that matt warmbeer went to last year right yes he went and checked it out and and that's the uh, world's biggest Yes. Tabletop gaming convention, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Gen Con is the biggest in the US. Wow. So that's crazy. Uh, yeah, there at, at Origins I talked with several developers and, and publishers and companies that like to your point earlier, they see what we do and we have an example, like right there. We're like, hey, here's proof of concept. Go <laughs> check out Game Found Booth. <laughs> um and they see that and they're like a lot of people's first question is like, do you go overseas? <laughs> do you work at Essen? <laughs> uh, but a lot of people are like, man, that's amazing. I would love to work with you guys. And so some some really cool companies that everyone knows and loves want to work with us. And I think that's pretty awesome. All right. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> All right. Well, another project you've been in charge of recently has been uh, leading the team in, in well leading a team in a lot of real life events you you started with uh, LTN con last year last year you were kind of heading up that whole thing building it up in um new it's new albany right yeah okay new albany yep. i keep saying new uh, amsterdam to other people new <laughs> new albany indiana uh offshoot of uh louisville um but how do you, how do you think that went LTN con 2022 like what what were your overall thoughts? Oh, I think it I think it went season. really well. Yeah. Um, I loved being able to take a step back and just watch so many people enjoying like so many different things. Whether mm-hmm. it was like some of the vendors that we pulled together, um, it was like people playing games, people attending breakout sessions. Um, we had a friend, a close friend of LTN, donate a ton of snacks, and so we would roll out snacks and drinks and all sorts of stuff and. Um, we had the, um, the eat to wins that everyone was confused and thought they were like hot dog eating contests, <laughs> uh, but they weren't. And I realized I could have described them better on the probably, website. Yeah, it was probably a confusing <laughs> eat to win. Yeah, doesn't like, apply everyone was there to win and figured it out. It, they booked up so they were fast. Great. Yeah. They went so good. Um, and you got, you got the pleasure to run one yourself yeah, with we Sunday school one. it went so and i still well. add some of those promo cards that i throw in every box that i ship out when someone orders a shirt <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i how many, I how many people did really we have well. come? like it was a it's a small event compared to, you know it's not a giant con but oh, how sure. many people did we have come do you remember roughly we have like we had over a hundred people. I want to say yeah. around one hundred and twenty people signed yeah. up. Yeah, it was pretty full, packed in the areas where we were playing games, pretty much all the time. Cool, yeah. yeah, like it was it was pretty neat. Um, so, that being said, I definitely learned a lot though from that. Like, sure, we maybe had too much stuff going on <laughs> because 
I I was dead after that, that weekend. Uh, it was but a it was good. weekend, and I spent most of it sitting on my butt at the radio booth. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you and I last talked uh, in an interview format, we talked about um, not not this week. I mean, but in the past, we talked about this the big event coming up here in November, which is the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit, which we're putting on in partnership with Lux Digital Church. Uh, and so can you give us like a recap of just what this event is first? Yeah. So this kind of started because of LTN con, uh, we started like LTN started LTN con in 2019 in order to train our community up and, and like how we do things, how to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. We had sessions, all of that stuff. And then we had obviously games cause we're nerds. Um, and then we did it two years online and then last year was the first time in person again. And it was very much so that, you know, we, we had sessions, we had breakouts. Um, and then we, we threw in, you know, a bunch of extra things, which was fantastic. Um, but I quickly realized not that we were losing sight of our main mission, but like a lot of people were, were there as like a community, like people here what we do on the daily basis, whether they're listening to the radio, our podcasts, reading our articles, all of that stuff. And I'm like, you guys get this all the time. (laughs) And so (laughs) I was like, what? I I remember I picked up Bubba from the airport. I'm like, what if we split this thing in half? Because we have two really good things here. We have one, we have like a community meetup, which is fantastic to have. People want to see each other face to face. And we want to be able to provide that. But also, we're not like we have the opportunity to reach way more people outside of our community. And I want to do that. And I think we could do it best if we split it in half. And Bubba's answer was just like, sweet, do it. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, And so I was like, all right, here we go. And that's where kind of the idea for the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit came about is because we wanted to create that environment of we wanted to bring in church leaders, pastors, ministry leaders, um, people just in the church that want to start like some sort of nerdy outreach in their community. Um, We wanted to be able to bring them in um, locally and train them and send them out to be able to do that. Um, And so that's, that's what we're doing. We're doing, we're hosting it in Texas uh, Marble Falls, Texas. We're really targeting the churches and the surrounding areas. Um, and the idea is we want to move this around uh, to be able to, like, we're not trying to grow. Like, it's not, again, it's not the LTN con anymore, uh, which we're still wanting to do, but for more for, so for our community. But this is for, like, people that have never heard of Love Thy Nerd before. Um, and we want to bring them in and kind of, like, multiply Hey, go do this. Go start the start a game night in your church. Start a land party. Start a like board game library for the community. You know, there's so many different things. So we're pulling in local speakers. We're flying in speakers to be able to do this, and um, all in order to train ministry leads and and how they could do this because um, we can't do it alone. Love thy nerds, not the answer. It's we have some answers that we've learned along the way, but it's not like everything needs our stamp. So, right. Yeah. 
So how is it all coming together? We're a few months out from it. Uh, you've been working on it for a long time. Uh, what updates can you share with us in regards to like what and who to expect to see there? Yeah, I mean, we've got all our keynotes locked in. Um, our one and only Bubba Salkup is speaking on like developing digital disciples. Uh, we've got Mike Erie coming in, if you've ever heard um, of the Voxology podcast. Um, I recently learned about his podcast um, and his heart for loving, just loving people like Again, what we talk about at Love Thy Nerd all the time, level, loving people first, um, like getting them to trust us, like, and then earning that right to share truth. Um, he talks a lot about that. Love before law, um, grace before truth. And um, then I found out he plays Destiny. And so I was just like, hey, <laughs> you're a nerd. <laughs> um, and, and actually, Zach... Um, AKA St. Bear, he's helping. He's just basically co-leading this with me. Um, he was the point of contact there. And so he was just like, dude, he's a huge nerd. We got to see if he wants to be a part of this. And um, praise the Lord, he wanted to be a part of it. And so he's coming. He's going to be talking about how um, are you winning, son, isn't enough. You know, true love, uh, loving your nerds truly, not just popping your head in like, Good job, son. You you did the thing in the video game. Uh, it's like, no, what what can you do to actually love and serve your nerdy neighbor? Um, we got Steve Valdez coming in from um, Save Point Ministries. We've got a whole panel of like digital ministry leads. Uh, Jacqueline Parrish is coming back. Love Jacqueline. Uh, talking about how to demystify your nerd. Uh, and then we have a bunch of breakouts on just youth ministry using nerdy things in youth ministry and locally and digitally and um that's that's pretty much all of the programming you know that's one of the lessons i learned from ltncon is like keep it simple <laughs> yeah and uh, so we also got matt souza right from unity gaming uh, yes and, yes thank uh, you matt souza is coming yeah aka Susie live on twitch and now kick as well Ooh. um and then, of course, yeah, Lux Digital. He's kicking the whole thing off for us. Mark Lutch is going to be there too, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like our. Uh, um, I wanted to say DM. It's that's a dungeon master. That's a Host? different thing. <laughs> yeah, he's hosting the whole thing. <laughs> MC. That's what I was looking MC, for. MC. That's where we're going. Yeah, not DM. I'm actually. I'm going to bring it up. We should totally change it to the DM. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, my name is Mark Lutz. I'm your dungeon master today. <laughs> so this is, again, he said it's going to be in uh, Marble Falls, Texas. It's going to be November, what was it, 8th through the 10th? 8th to 10th. November 8th to 10th. You can go to ncmsummit.com right now. You can uh, get your early bird badges through the end of July, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Let's see. And... Uh, while like like you said we are we are focusing mainly on the areas you know in Texas and around you know the surrounding states but if you're in you know Maine and you just really want to come yeah. you're more than welcome Please. Like, <laughs> the doors are open to anyone that wants to attend so like yeah. even if you are in that you know vein of like I just want to see people face to face again you can come you'll do but that just, here and you'll probably learn a lot 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just didn't expect to learn. So there will be a little bit of like gaming time and, and uh, you know, fellowship time there as well. But this is more, yes. oh, this sure. is more about, com- this, is, this is a summit. It's a conference. It's, it's where yeah. you come to actually learn, take something away from it. And LTN Con, when we next have that, is going to kind of be more like an actual convention. It's going to be just, just games, just fellowship, just fun for the most part. At least that was the idea, right? Splitting it in half. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've got another team working on that. Uh, we don't have any official dates. We don't have an official location. Right. But don't you worry. LTN Con will come back. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the last question that I had. Is there anything else that you want to share with people that are listening about anything whatsoever? Uh or do you just want to share your your Twitch handle again, and we'll we'll bounce? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're into Marvel Snap and nothing else, <laughs> feel free to stop by <laughs> Twitch.tv/frostbite4. Um, and yeah, I man, I could talk about missions all day long. Like that's like Bubba and I, and like all of us as a staff have really been talking about like finding like where we really belong like mm-hmm. even within the ministry and like missions i have a huge heart and a huge fat passion uh for missions and so if you want to talk about that come talk to me about it um lovethynerd.com slash luke is where all my information is if you want to partner with me all that good stuff um but like let's talk missions let's get you on a trip go look at all of them uh, we've got like probably seven on there right now i believe of trip just upcoming trips some that we're still working on staffing some that are completely full um, but all of that information is there at lovethynerd.com slash outreach so all right well luke uh, i've had a blast interviewing you this week thank you so much for joining us and letting us get to know you better as well as learn about the exciting things going on in love thy nerd right now yeah. uh you have a fantastic rest of your week and uh, thank you again brother Hey, thanks for having me. I had a blast talking about all this. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine Nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LTN Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to the channels and roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. And currently, we are taking suggestions that we will eventually vote on for the new name for our community. Apparently, most (laughs) people don't like Shiners because there's too many other things named shiners and so we are taking options and we will be voting on it during our next hiatus uh, <laughs> subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app or through the love thy nerd youtube channel so you don't miss an episode and tell us what you think of the show via our socials at rise and shine ltn on facebook and twitter once again i'm radio matt and i'm daedra and as always a reminder jesus loves you nerds <laughs>